0: Hi, I'm Liz Cully, and welcome back to Cool, Cool, Cool. Each week, I give you a glimpse into what I think is cool and chat with a ton of people that are definitely cool. No topic is off-bounds unless, I guess, it's not cool. Welcome to Cool, Cool, Cool. When I first moved to Los Angeles, I worked in the budding culinary scene, and it was... It was amazing. Fresh off the heels from working at one of the most iconic San Francisco restaurants, Bix, I landed a gig as a host at Son of a Gun, which was the second restaurant in the very uh, infamous portfolio of John and Vinny's. I got the job through a friend of mine, Helen, who I'd known from New York, who now has Helen Wines. It was nuts. Celebs, agents, and their obnoxious little bratty assistants relentlessly calling over and over again for a table. If you're currently watching The Bear, it was very much like that, actually. Like literally. I feel so nostalgic watching the show um, because it really brings me back to that time. My body like literally breaking down after an eight-hour shift, being so broke, but also being able to eat some of the most incredible food in the world. I was running on actual fumes. The performance of each service was addictive and electrifying, and it was kind of awesome because you would go into work and you would just pour your whole being i would charm people i would flirt with them i would make them fall in love with me i would give them the best night of their life and then when it was over it was over it was done and i was dead (laughs) and then i'd go out and i'd drink and i'd fall asleep and i'd wake up and do it all again um i loved it until i didn't quite frankly you're like over these stupid fucking celebrities. Like, how many times can you watch Gwyneth Paltrow eat a fried chicken sandwich and fries and be nice to you and like still give a shit? I just, I was over it. I was over them. I was over their agents. I was over their assistants asking for an eight top on a Friday at 8 p.m. I was done with the chefs who gave so much of a fuck if a Santa Barbara sp- pot prawn didn't come in in time and they had to fucking sub it for something else. I was over it, but I do miss it sometimes. When I moved to LA, there was also this like really fun chefy culture, foodie culture that I was all of the sudden involved in. I met some incredible friends. There was a lesbian owned butcher shop called Lindy and Grundy and I met my dear, dear friends, Erica and Jocelyn there. They're butcher girls on Instagram. You should check them out. I also was made privy to two women who had started an incredibly successful ice cream brand called Cool House. And that was Natasha Case and Freya Estreller, who were a couple. And I thought it was so cool. They like started this splashy, awesome, like Instagram-worthy ice cream brand. At 25 years old, they were a couple. They just seemed so cool. They had like a jello shot company at one point. And I didn't meet them at the time when I was working in restaurants, but our paths eventually did cross. I think it was like six years ago time, the pandemic I don't know. Things get lost. But Rachel and I were invited to one of her friends from grad school's house for a dinner party. And I remember walking in to their garden and clocking Natasha and Freya immediately. And I was like, oh my God, it's the cool house girls. Like, fuck, I need to, like, impress them, and I'm like, need them to know what a nerd I am for ice cream, and we have so many friends in common. It didn't take long. I, I don't need, I don't remember specifically, but i don't I don't think it took me too too long to start nerding out with them and begging me to be their friend. Lucky for me, I have been honored and privileged to be friends with Natasha and Freya ever since. Um, It's been amazing to watch their families grow, their relationship grow, their portfolio of businesses grow. They're, like, doing the fucking thing, you know? And today I'm talking with Natasha, who, after selling Cool House, turned legit on a dime during the pandemic and started yet another consumer packaged goods and food startup called Lunch Bunch, which is pretty impressive. And also during the pandemic, which is incredible. Natasha and I talk about how she juggles multiple kids. She juggles multiple businesses. And she also now juggles in a very incredible way um not only a relationship with her wife but also with her girlfriend sarah who spoiler alert i love you sarah um i hope you listen to this but she's incredible and also comes from the craft cocktail food service world as well i would consider you at this point a serial entrepreneur a serial founder
1: yeah i think so future jen also
0: Well, Lunch Bunch, Future Gin, Cool House. Am I missing anything?
1: You know, you could. the sign of a serial entrepreneur is you could be and I would forget almost because there's so much going on.
0: (laughs) Wow. What is that? I mean, serial entrepreneur (laughs) has such an interesting connotation for me. I think coming from San Francisco and thinking about it, I always kind of have this tech lens. But I love that you're like the serial CPG queen. I take it. Do you just love CPG and food? I mean, you must, like this is your lane. This is your, you've got booze, kids' lunches, and ice cream. Yeah. It's not a a bad. pretty big range. Yeah. Pretty big
1: range. I will say the kids' lunches, we've taken it totally B2B. So we're just doing um, uh, school lunches, like where we really partner with the school to, um, you know, provide for as many of the kids as possible. Um, In some cases, the entire school, like if we're part of the tuition, that's our ideal. So we can just really, really have like kind of a united vision for how all the kids at the school will eat. And we do like a family style. We do, um, we call it compartmentalized, like a bento box lunch. We do hot, room temp, cold, field trips. Um, And then kind of like in, in the spirit of educating the whole child and the whole school community around eating well, we do enrichments where we can teach the kids how to cook, garden. If they're older, we can teach them the business of food. We can see the future, you know, food, cereal entrepreneurs out there. Give them the skills that if, I mean, if I'd gotten to 15 years earlier, imagine how many more businesses businesses I'd have, you know?
0: <laughs> it would wow. be scary. It, it, it really <laughs> would be scary. So Lunch Bunch <laughs> really came during the pandemic. It's when you, for a time... You had sold Cool House ice cream, which, listen, I really missed the days where I was an unofficial ice cream flavor taster. I think we should bring that back. I don't know. I mean, I know you guys are very fancy and big, but I think that I really bring a honest and really um educated perspective in the ice cream game. So I'm just throwing that out there. So many good ones. Thai ice too. tea, one of my faves. <laughs> um, so, you, so Cool House sold you... We're advising you sort of like stepped away for a minute. You're back. We'll talk about that in a second. But Lunch Bunch, was it just because you were like, dude, Remy, who's your oldest son, you're like, I can't, like, I can't deal with this fucking school lunch anymore? Or what was it?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, having a six year old Remy and three year old Nico feel very close to the issue of kids not eating well and um, how challenging it is to, to feed them well and how big of an open secret it is honestly that like in the US you know we're the richest country ever in history it's not that we can't afford to feed our kids the best possible things you know in the world it's part of our culture where we figure out the you know we 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 maximize profits kids are you know uh, unable to act for themselves in their lunch decisions and you just you hear of Program after program, where there's just uh, horrible food. It's not nourishing. It's not nutritious. It's not balanced. It's got a lot of fat. It's got a lot of salt. Whatever it is, and um, you know, our kids are just are not eating great, and it 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 creates long term impact that we all suffer from. You know, chronic diseases, et cetera, Um, and just the idea that every kid, no matter you know who, who the kid should have every opportunity to be the best they can be. And certainly eating well is part of that. It's interesting with with Lunch Bunch, it kind of started as solving the problem in a particular way, which was let's help the parents who are frustrated trying to pack lunch when they have so much else going on and are stressed and are drained and worried their kid isn't eating well or that their kid doesn't want to eat anything and maybe not knowing why. Let's help them by like packing the lunch for them, right? So we used to work more with like home subscription and it was interesting and and not for nothing, to really explore that world. and all it's such a loaded thing, packing your kids' lunch, you know, for the parents that do that. There's a lot of gender dynamics in it, you know, for example. So but we found it really challenging, honestly, to operate that business for a number of reasons, just you know to to make people aware of what we were doing. I mean, just insane marketing costs and um, delivering home to home to home. It's tough. Like meal delivery is really, really hard. In the meantime, we started getting these school accounts. And it was like, actually, maybe this is where we can just directly solve it. We can work with the school to make their lunch better, to bring our philosophy uh, about, you know, why eating well is so important. Just make it easy, you know, like let let us handle this whole thing. Let us take care of also your, your, the graduation events, the back to school nights, really just be, you know, just great food for all involved in the school. And because a lot of parents pack lunch because they don't trust the school lunch. You know, they're like, the school lunch is not going to feed my kid well. So they take that on. If the school food is better, you don't have to worry about that. You don't even have to think about that. So that's really where we took the business. And I mean, I can tell you one story after the next, you know, vendors who cash government checks and deliver fast food to schools, a special needs program, for example. It's just really, really messed up. That's dark.
0: On. That's so what yeah. was your favorite? I mean, listen, I remember <laughs> I went to public school In California, we didn't have lunch. Like, that wasn't a thing. Lunch at school didn't come for me until I went to Catholic school, and I thought that was rich. I was like, what? We got, like, Sloppy Joe Day, which I, for some reason, really liked, which is so gnarly (laughs) in retrospect. Pizza Day, you know, it was just such a, like, and then it's just, like, in that line, getting just like slopped food hand and down. It was really, I don't have any fond memories particularly of it, but I do, the only thing I really always remember that I liked was Sloppy Joe Day. Did you ever have a day that you liked at school lunch?
1: <laughs> um, It's a great question. My, my experience was I went to private school until third grade and we had hot lunch Fridays only, to your point where like there wasn't like you know, the school was not really giving any lunch except for the small thing, which I think was mainly Taco Bell. Which you know, when I was a kid, it was like, oh, cool, Taco Bell. You know, and it comes hot. You know, great. Um, I think actually Taco Bell partnered with school. That was like an initiative they had.
0: You know, I kind in, of remember in that 80s too. Nineties, right? No, I mm-hmm. kind of remember that too. I kind of now we all wake up and we see. <laughs> I know. No, I remember sixth grade was my last public school year. And I remember like a burrito day of some sorts. And it must have been, it must have yeah. been.
1: Yeah. And now Which you're seems like going strange. crunch wrap supreme and you're like- No, you know what's so thing. funny?
0: No, listen, I, okay. as an adult, this is a true story and it comes up all the time. I have never- Outside of that memory, that maybe I'm even making up in middle school, I have never gone to a Taco Bell or eaten Taco Bell in my entire life. And they were my client for years. Hear hear me out, though. Yeah, they were my client for years. They were great. (laughs) Hear hear me out, though. Not anymore. Um, (laughs) They sponsor this? No, no, they're fucking not sponsoring this. Let me tell you. Why would I go to a Taco Bell when I could go to like an Allen B's in Boyle Heights? which by the way Boy. if you want me to blow your mind real quick and anybody listening if you ever go to Los Angeles to Boyle Heights Allen B have you been to Allen B's before? I have not been to Allen B's. Not at Boyle
1: Heights, but other but other, you know, like Boyle bean Heights and cheese burrito like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. I, a really good bean and cheese could make me cry.
0: Well, Allen B's are some good spots. Claims to have like started the bean and okay. cheese burrito okay. in Boyle Heights like whatever 50 60 years ago, but they have a bean and cheese burrito with a chili reino in the middle. Mm, mm-hmm. Life-changing, truly. It's anyway. uh,
1: it's so good. And I, I that, that, that burrito in general, that concept, La Azteca also, uh, chili reino burrito. They like making each tortilla as yeah. you order it, you know? Oh, no, La Azteca is uh, bomb the tortilla well. is the star. Yeah, so good. It used to be $6 and now it's like 11, which it's still, you know, cheaper than many burritos in LA these days, but I just, everything.
0: <sighs> fair, enough, fair enough, fair so- enough. Everything,
1: but anyway. So when you part <laughs> We digress.
0: We digress. <laughs> oh, when- sorry, but
1: to <laughs> yeah, finish go ahead. your question, to finish your question. So hey, hey, then I What was to your favorite? School. Okay. I yeah, went I- to LAUSD after that, Carpenter Ave, excellent school. And um, my, I remember my dad was like, do you want to try? Like they have lunch there. You want to try? I was like, oh my God, yeah, cool. You know, mm-hmm. maybe we even looked at the menu, a hamburger. And like, I, I literally like remember being like afraid to eat the food, like seeing it. I was like, like, it scared me. You know, really, and, and I wouldn't say I came from a gourmand, you know. My mom was like a sort of health nut, but from like not like today's, like one, it was like very, like that was also kind of hard. So I wasn't like coming from this place of like, wow, I eat so great. It was like, you know, um, but I was scared to eat it. So I went back to my bad pack me lunch, um, and that stuck with me. That really, really did, you know. And then even I went end up going to fancy high school, Harvard Westlake, cannot say the food was anything to write home about i mean what about what was my favorite the soft serve you know of course you're like 15 years old but i didn't like eat you know so it like it spans like this thing about how we eat it it's not it's it's worse in in public schools generally and depending on you know the community where there's you know there's insane food deserts in la it's it will blow your mind to like you know, kids who are 15 who are like, what is this th- from Lunch Bunch? And oh, it's a blueberry. Oh, they've never seen a blueberry.
0: No, I know. Not, not
1: kidding. You know, so anyway. But.
0: Well, and it happens everywhere. I think we're so blessed being in California as one of the largest agricultural hubs in the world, quite frankly. And right by Mexico, another one as well, which is like an easy import export situation. And And people just don't, they won't eat Vegetables. I mean, the adults, I mean, there is nothing more annoying to me than an adult that refuses to eat some sort of vegetable or fruit. Like when I've, you know, when you're like out with someone and they're like, oh yeah, I just like don't eat that. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Nobody wants me at a dinner table where an adult of any kind is refusing to eat like a mushroom or a green vegetable just because unless you are right. deathly allergic and going to go into anaphylactic shock i don't want to hear that shit. even then
1: even then you know try it
0: still just try needed. it yeah just like <laughs> exactly exactly which is really tough i mean so cool house also you kind of went in this i would say healthy alternative kind of direction i felt like at the end and still now when before you sold it, you guys had really gone into plant-based ice creams and like different treats. Still talk about the Choco Taco. I mean, you know, so many amazing, the Sammies, the so many moments. What is your thought on like treats at school? Like, does it need to be plant-based? Does it really matter? Like, can we have soft serve? Can we have Cool House at school? Or is it like sugar is a no-go zone? Because it's just like rotting our insides.
1: Yeah, um, I I, I definitely, there's definitely a connection between, you know, of course, the philosophy of Cool House and and Lunch Munch. And I think with Cool House, it's more like, you know, we're going to eat sweets at this point in the world. Like there's no going back. So let's have better sweets if we're going to do it. Let's make something that's made, made from scratch. Can we take some of the processedness out of it? Can we have cleaner labels? Certainly can we need options? Um, you know, like most of the world is cannot digest um, lactose, there's whole continents where barely any lactose digestion happens, right? So whether that's the plant based or perfect day the company that bottle house, their their real innovation, you know, their whole real product and vision is about this animal free dairy, so that you can have actual dairy. At this point, we have the technology, you can have actual dairy without having to deal with the cow deal with any animals but like basically a fermentation process and at the end of it you get molecularly equivalent to dairy without any of that which is just mind-blowing and the the sustainability positive impact from that concept is so so big why wouldn't we use that like you know and and it, it literally could save the planet if even just part of the population adopted it and then as far as the other like benefits make it easier to digest No lactose, that's a byproduct of the animal. No cholesterol, which if you're Jewish like me, it's a big part of our family discussions about food. It's cholesterol.
0: I'm 5% Jewish, just if you were wondering.
1: And I recently
0: (laughs) went to the doctor and he's like, your cholesterol is a little high. And I was like, for realsies? Oh. Oh yeah. Shit. Welcome I don't know what that means. Welcome to the group. Yeah, we can I'm like talk what? about a whole
1: episode about that. About want, cholesterol. You know? oh, yeah, God. and about how you read it, because there's the good and the bad. And you know, but point, but point being, you know, maybe some people want like real ice cream, you no know, cholesterol. We can do that. So it's like let's make it better for so many reasons. So that's like product-wise. And then if you really think about can more be done than that? Yes, there could be. I think really uniquely with Cool House, like the way that it just evolved as like a platform for doing good and 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 spreading positivity, um, standing for something, um, even just you know for friend and I being open, being out from pretty early on when we were building the company and working with and in the LGBTQIA plus, always a lot to row off community. I think um that that just became such a a big piece of the brand. Like the, it's really truly more than just ice cream. I think the ice cream is almost like a canvas for all this other great stuff, all this progress it, or help with progress, creativity. So, and that, you know, it's definitely the the Love Out Loud Sammy, the the one we made for Pride, which I think is pretty delish. I hope that you enjoyed it.
0: I really did. I love a sprinkle cookie of any kind the cheesecake strawberry it's not a flavor i would typically order i'm pretty um set Fair. in my ice cream <laughs> ways but i really liked it rachel really loved it so oh, you know she's a hard a hard well actually no she's like addicted to sugar so she's fine but she really liked it so yes we were right. into it and i also really <laughs> liked the sherbert what was the rainbow one remember it was vegan we
1: the enjoyment for all
0: that was a good one, too.
1: Yes, that was really good. That was sort of like grasshopper pie vibes. It was a bit of like a throwback, but that's really right. good. Yeah, plant-based, made from peas. So we still have that line. That was a pint This one, the Sammy. Um, donating 25000 to Glad, which I think oh, is great. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I got put to put, put your money where your mouth is literally. Yeah, I just think, especially with everything that's go- going on this year, there's so much, you know, effed up stuff. I don't know if I can curse on your podcast. It's but my it's podcast. Like more than ever. Are you yeah, insane? Like, it's what are you
0: talking about? I deeply. mean, right
1: in your neighborhood, there is a school. You know, that's like what do you mean? Right in my pride. neighborhood, this is
0: like where I would send my potential kids to school. I know Glendale. Jesus, criminy crickets. I'm like, oh fucking. Christ. <laughs> I, you know what? I went to yesterday. I went to a pride plant swap in the park where we like brought clippings from plants, or like I had extra plants and we swapped them, which felt. Very suburban, very gay. I was
1: going to um, say, very lesbian, especially.
0: It really was. It really, really was. More. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, how you and Freya, who is your co-founder in Cool House, also your wife. Um, co-founder of my family. Co-founder of your family. <laughs> one of my most favorite people, really, truly of all time. Actually, Freya really makes me laugh all the time. Uh You guys were out. You were women on the original or on still on the cool house labels. It says very prominently women founded, which I always think was really cool that you guys led with that. You've been on my favorite show on the planet Chopped, which I watched (laughs) last night to lull me to sleep. I am like not going to ever stop with my quest to I think I really don't want to be on Chopped anymore. I talked about it with Tiffany. You know, Tiffany Mm. Faison, don't you? Yeah, know, Tiffany. Um, we talked about it. She was on the podcast. I was really going through like what I would do, how I would strategize. I've moved away. I think I would just be a very good guest judge like you were. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to be a great guest
1: judge. You I don't, I... don't want to be on it. You want to judge it. Let me tell you in general, you want to judge. God. I don't want to compete for that. I mean, I'm not a chef also. I mean, I mean, no, same, but they also. have like
0: the home ones and I'm yeah, like, amateur, I could yeah. do it. I would totally choke, I think is what would happen. But You've been so prominently, like, out and in a very male, founder, regardless of what you do, being a founder, raising money, (laughs) especially a lot of money, like, real money. I'm not talking like, oh, let me go raise a couple Gs to do, no, no, no. We're talking, like, real money to have real employees who need real healthcare, who have family, like, real shit. Yeah. with trucks all over the country, is a hard thing to do. And you've been on tons of panels. You've been on TV shows. Like You've really done the thing. And you've really been authentically yourself and shown up in so many different ways. Future Jin, which you and Freya started with your friend Amy Atwood, who's – where is Amy? I haven't seen Amy in a hot <laughs> – mi- where the fuck is Amy at? Anyway, Amy Atwood. They travel a lot, but yeah. Oh, does he We got to all catch
1: up. That makes yeah. sense.
0: Um, yeah, that is a you know incredible gin with a beautiful label. Um, Thank you. But always like really putting women, putting queer women first. Do you think, like, how I mean? And you just like you juggle two kids. Like, it's so much that you do. Do you ever feel exhausted from kind of like being the face of queer families? <laughs> <laughs> CPG market. Like, is it ever exhausting or are you just like, nah, fuck it? Like this is what I have to do because it makes change.
1: Yeah. I think that um it, it actually is what gives me gives me energy almost, you know? And I really I like I, I do like love leading, I love building culture. I love to have that like purpose and stand for something. And I actually have so much more to give when I'm in that place, is what I realized. And like, I, I feel like that's a really important realization coming out of COVID and the cool house exit and all, and all that, because yeah, like, I, I, it's like, it's invigorating to wake up every day and be like, like, I, I know what I want to do today. I'm going to like get at it and, and how good that feels because I actually think it's really exhausting to feel like you just don't know, like, what am I here? What am I doing? Why? I think that's harder, not saying that, you know, uh, obviously then for everyone, it wouldn't make sense to have my version of that be theirs. We all have our version of that, but I feel lucky that I like got to realize that pretty early, you know, starting cool House at 25 and be like, okay, this is, this is it. I'm here on this earth to do this. I want to make the great ice cream. And now I'm here. I want to solve school lunches, you know, and still make the great ice cream and the great gin. And other ideas for future as well. I was going to say, there's no
0: way you're stopping at any of that. You've got some other shit up your sleeve. I already. Oh, yeah.
1: I've been thinking
0: of some things. I bet you are. It's also, you know, an interesting time, as you mentioned, kind of what went on in Glendale. And for those listening and, I mean, it definitely made its way on a Fox News because my mom texted me all about it. So (laughs) definitely made national press. But essentially, there was a school board vote about, you know, recognizing pride. It happens every year. For the last four years, it has passed. There are tons of LGBTQIA identified teachers and parents and students in Glendale Unified School District and some like weird QAnon and like fucking randos that don't even have children at said school district showed up and there was like a contentious fight. It still passed and here we are. So you're a queer woman, a queer mother. You're also poly. You're like really visibly out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're changing school, like po- like uh, schools. That's kind of an interesting – like, you're in a space right now where there's a lot of contention. Yeah. Do you get nervous about that? Do you think, like, it all kind of culminated for a reason? Like, how – it's kind of an interesting Yeah. There's a time. lot.
1: And you you touched on the, the poly to address that as well. It was funny when you said, you know, you have all these things going. Are you tired? And I was like, well – Obviously, not tired enough to not also have a girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) who I love to death, who's one one of
0: my most famous, like, or one of my most famous, one of my most famous. Well, you guys are my most famous polyamorous couple or couple, yeah, couple. You're not a thruple excuse me. I'm so sorry,
1: we're all couples, you're all couples,
0: and you're all together. You're a group, you know what? We'll just call (laughs) you my favorite, famous group. Um, but one of my favorite memories over the last few years was when I hosted and Rachel Scanlon and I just talked about this on the podcast. Um, so there's a little bit of a through line. But when I had my So house comedy night and you guys oh, yeah. became just the fucking most famous people of the whole thing. Like we just couldn't stop. You you know, I I feel like since I've known you for so long, I think. When you guys did start dating Sarah, it did bring an invigorating vibe to the group, which is cool, but it's a lot. You're <laughs> juggling a lot of shit, Natasha.
1: Yes, it is. It is definitely a lot. It's not for everyone. Um, I don't think any, anything's for everyone. That's kind of the point. It's like, let's all do us, you know, and have the space and the freedom to do our thing, whatever that looks like for you. And know and trust that, you know, with doing things, not in just one path, that we're coming from the place of just wanting to be happy and being allowed as adults to say, you know, this is this coming from love. We all love in our unique ways. And, you know, that's not only okay, but that's great. And it does, I think, make you happier to, to feel the freedom to do that for sure and for me again it's funny going back to having so much it's like okay would you want sarah our girlfriend is not a a parent per se but how could you not possibly want another adult in your life who is a a support system and a caregiver and and can bring you know bring more it's not just about me giving i mean she gives a lot too you know you know what i mean so It's so much work in today's world to do all we do, especially as parents. And I feel like as generations have gone on, more and more is expected of less people. Really, just the two. You're lucky, you know. Obviously, for the single parents out there, can't even fathom. And we don't have the community. We don't have the security. And it's just exhausting. And and how are you going to thrive in that? You know. So whatever you need to do, like I'm not suggesting my way is the way. And I think that I I guess I'm an optimist, a huge optimist, because I believe one that how I go about my life, I feel like it will become more common. I feel like you will see more and more, uh, especially like long-term married couples exploring different relationship patterns, if you will. And I also think that it would surprise you, like all of our parents, Freya's, mine, Sarah, maybe at first, you know, some resistance and definitely some questions, valid questions since we're not following a format. But I was just, you know, going to Disneyland with my mom the other day and she was saying how much she loves Sarah and how happy she makes me. And it's like, you know, I'm 75. It's like, it, it will surprise you. You give people a chance. I'm not saying that's going to work out that way for everybody. I'm not obviously, you know, delusional, but it's, it surprised me, you know, how quickly they came to see just how happy we were and how happy the kids are. Yeah.
0: yeah. Where do you think you get your confidence to do such bold things in such a conventional World, yeah, I don't know
1: exactly. It's funny, my dad he, he will sometimes say and did say about this, but other things too like this is you know out of the box, even for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I get it, I don't know, just always uh, just I think I, I am lucky to have like you know the feeling of security, you know, um, growing up, just feeling like I don't know, just was in there. I, I felt like you know, I can. Things that I want to do, I've got the support, which when you're a kid is more like, you know, I want to do drawing, I want to play the sport, whatever, and I don't know, just not having a lot of fear around it, I guess, not having a lot of fear, not spending a lot of time with the anxiety around it, I guess what what the downside looks like, even if that's just blocking it out sometimes maybe. I don't know
0: I know um. i i went <laughs> I went to this like, oh my God, Natasha, I went to this like very I don't know how I got invited to this i Oh, you know me. I say yes if I can, even though I feel like I can't because I'm tired all the time and I don't have any children. Ooh, and heaven started a business. Ooh. um, But I went to this influencery dinner thing and I like looked at, I was like, Rachel, I'm so nervous. Like, I don't know if I want to go. You know, it's like Kardashian vibes kind of shit. Like, I don't know. Like, this isn't really my vibe. And I was like, what if I go and everyone's mean to me? And she's like, then what? I was like, well, I guess I would try to make them like me. She's like, okay. And if they still don't like you, what are you going to do? I was like, I guess I'll just leave. She's like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, yeah. Therapist at work. I know, therapist at work. But yeah, no, I think it's kind of, you know. She's I, like, I, here's your bill. <laughs> oh, my God. No, fuck that. I give her a bill. I, I <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm sure. Goes both ways. But I think there's this, this age-old notion that's really breaking down, thank God, that you sort of, you can't have it all or you can't do it all and you can't evolve and you can't cha- change, especially as a woman and especially as a parent, especially, yeah, like I think you're like, okay, like I can have a kid, but I can't also run a business or I can't evolve my current relationship what advice would you give to somebody who feels that way since you clearly did not follow the rules and, and stay in no. that box at all?
1: Yeah, I think that I think part of where that comes from. Look, I mean, it's, it's never obviously going to be perfect. There's always going to be challenges, obstacles. Uh, but I think part of where that comes from is like the way that we have told ourselves we can operate. There are limits to that. And not everyone is going to fit in this mold. So maybe if you just think about like, what's, what actually, how do I want to set my life up? You know, what do I really need? And even just as an exercise, throw out all convention and let me just think about that. And then, then what could I have, or what would that free me up to do or, or not do, or would that just be about time for yourself? That's going to let you show up differently to oh, your kids, for example, you know what I mean? Like, Frey and I are pretty big believers in, like, we need the adult time and we need to do our thing. And actually, we're better moms because of that. Not like you don't spend every second with your kids. You're not an absentee mom. So I do think that, if nothing else, uh, as an exercise, you know, I think that there's more for us to have. There's more out there for all of us when we can, like, break from a lot of, a lot of the ways we're told things have to be done.
0: Do you identify at all with, like... I'm like trying to use my words really carefully. I got in trouble once. I, you'd be surprised by this. <laughs> Where it was like peak pandemic and we had Ravioli and these fucking guys moved in across the street. You probably remember this because Freya was pregnant with Nico and you. Ca- I think Ravioli was there and you came over to the old apartment and oh, our dog just yeah. wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah, because those guys the had chicken. moved in. Ch- you made oh, yeah, the horrible chicken. Yeah, that wasn't good. It wasn't and Rachel horrible. was like, oh, my God, Liz. You guys made me nervous. I uh, I tried something. But, but you
1: didn't unpack why you were nervous, you know?
0: Yeah, because you guys are like food people. I know. Who cares? I don't know. No, anyway, no, no. but Ravioli kept barking. Anyway, I said on a fucking show or podcast that. I thought sometimes raising like a dog was as hard, if if not harder than kids because it's just more nuanced. Listen, I've never not heard the fucking end of it. So I I just say this all uh, here. So I'm trying to choose my words carefully here. But I find given that I have a lot of friends who identify as women who have children, they kind of have fallen into this like. Girl, mom, boy, mom, like mommy wine time, like mom culture, on the internet. Do mm-hmm. you identify at all with that, or are you kind of like, yeah, I can see, like, like how do you feel about that kind of Internet-y mommy culture vibe?
1: I don't think I do with a lot of it. I and I, there is an element of I think being gay that does make it different. Because I think that there is a piece, I'm sure I could get into just as much trouble as you very easily, but there is a piece where like, I do think more of our like friends who identify as straight, there is a culture around dealing with a lot of their husbands or how their escape time or how their mommy time feels and is. And I do think it is different for two moms, uh, first of all. So I don't as much, no, I, it doesn't really do it for me. I do love being a, a mom. Like I think that that culture that you described is a particular thing. I do love being a mom and I'm very into that. And we make a lot of jokes about being moms and how we can't remember anything. And some of the outfits we put on, Freya loves to say, like I put on an outfit because uh, Freya carried both of the babies, as you know. And I'll put it on and she's like, I love it. It says, I'm a mom who didn't
0: give birth. <laughs> Fucking Freya, I swear to God literally one of my favorite people like freya (laughs) just will say some shit where you're like yep you're like not getting away that's why freya and rachel are the same that way like you're not getting away with anything not a single thing not Not, for one
1: second of the day not
0: for one second with those two like yeah just nothing like no not a thing that's really funny um i I had the kids all day yesterday and i'm actually well they
1: were supposed to be at camping in school today in la with And she's in L.A., but then one of her kids did not go. So she's there and he's there, but we have no care there. But she told me today that she can't do this alone.
0: (laughs) With Jess Remy? Yeah, but she was
1: out all day yesterday. I took them to Disneyland. It could be not.
0: Whoa, dude. No thanks. With just
1: Remy. Yeah, but it was, I know. But it was fun. That's a whole other story. My mom's like a Disneyland VIP. But anyway. Oh, maybe you can take
0: me there once. I've never been to Disneyland before. I refuse to go to Disneyland unless I'm like VIP. I you know I don't like gen pop anything. I can't. I can't. I don't know. My friend Leah's coming to town. She's like, do you have the hookup at Disneyland? I'm like, no, I don't have the fucking hookup at Disneyland. I feel like yeah. I have to save that if I have a child or not. I can't deal. Um. Yeah. No, there though, is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I often laugh to myself about Remy's um magic and basketball party. Off, what was that? Three years old, two years old. Yeah, was that second, was third? two.
1: I think the right, the Magic Johnson magic show. I think those was two. That was two. Well,
0: yeah. I would one, just... one
1: was Moana, and five was Moana. Oh my god.
0: So it's that was just... like a tiki,
1: like full blue app type thing.
0: Into it, into it. That's, yeah. I mean, I love me a kid's birthday party. Let me tell you. Well,
1: we want to have our, fr- I mean, back to the point, we want to have our friends also there. Cause it's a party for us. We got, we got that far. It's always ends up being Remy's friends and their families who luckily we, he, I feel like he picks people that we end up like loving a lot of the parents. gotta be totally honest. Cause it can definitely not go that way. And then it's like the lesbians.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> always like us, like ragtag parties. lesbian crew. We're like rolling up deep with All no black, kids. Natural
1: wine. Yeah. Um, oh. And just to that point also, I think, there is, a, there is something nice, like when we are hanging out with a lot of moms, but then both Frey and I are there, you know, it's like, that. that is a unique thing, especially if the moms are not, you know, gay moms or two moms, like baby showers where it's only women, but then Frey and I both go, you know, and there's still, there's a different dynamic as there would be. And that is a drastically different thing. Mom and a dad and two moms. It just, it is like, so in my opinion, Anyway, I, there's it's a different vibe. I think lesbian mom culture. That's the thing. Like Rainbow yeah. Kids. that has some of that. That's a cool. That's a cool kind of series of events. So,
0: yeah, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you your favorite ice cream flavor. I think
1: I know so it. Is that Love Out Loud Sammy.
0: Really? The Love Out Loud ones are <laughs> well, favorite?
1: Besides besides that. We'll just, we're just focused on that right now. No, I'll say. Um, uh, what is not it Midnight Munchies size? is your favorite? Well, it's a pint. That's a great... You're so good. You're like a cool house historian.
0: Yeah, no shit. Give me a fucking... Give me an ambassadorship. I'm telling you. Give me my truck. I'm just saying. Cool, cool, cool house. Yo, cool, cool... Oh, my God. Because we haven't said it yet. Let's do it. I mean, listen. I love the Dirty Mint and the Queen's Coffee combo together. You and I have talked Mm. about this. I will say this. I will put this out into the ether... I think a mint mojito. I know you've tried to talk to Phil's. I'm telling you that is the flavor. It's mint and coffee and it is the best. People don't hear me. Anybody listening, get one scoop of your favorite mint chip ice cream and your favorite scoop of coffee. Put them together and thank me fucking later. That was my order at like Remy's age.
1: Sophisticated. That's impressive.
0: Wow. Keith Bar Crunch, another strong one. But anyway, yeah, I feel like you like midnight munchies. I mean, I,
1: I do love chocolate peanut butter. I, eat a little, I definitely eat like chocolate every day. Um, I love where you're going with that, especially because the mint leaves that we have in the mint are so fresh, like how they it's do it. But I, you know, I'm like, what would I reach for if I could just, or what I reach for most often, honestly, chocolate chip vanilla or the chocolate chip cookie dough at Sammy, just like, this, like at sure. the end of the day. And, and I love the minis. We do the minis in the three pack now. And that's really good because you, you know, it is hard to not eat the whole thing of the bigger sandwich. So just you get your exactly half size. It's great. But you have three of them. So then you got to stop after one. Sometimes you don't. But I do love that chocolate chip vanilla, that Tahitian vanilla bean. It's delicious.
0: What's an ice cream flavor? Do you get to still as the chief awesome officer? So you've, you did a tour away. Now you're back in the folds of Cool House, which we love. You're back. Are there are you going to be creating more flavors or are you guys just focused? Cause you have so many flavors. You have so many, you have sandwiches, you have cones, you have so many things. I think they call them novelties. If you go into the um into the aisle, it'll say novelties, and that's where they are. Um, are you making any more recipe like or the recipe development is done?
1: I love by the way the novelty shout out. I feel like I've introduced that word to so many. Uh, people like not, you know, um, getting their W2 from an ice cream company. <laughs> actually, working at the um, I think, yeah, another podcast. Oh, second, uh, Second Life Hillary Kurt. She was like, Novelties, it was like, <laughs> yeah, novelty. Anyway, but uh, I was gonna say that with animal free dairy, there's some new flavors coming out that I'm really excited about. That will be probably like the next launch of newness. For the cool house lovers, it's some really, really good stuff there. We were making in uh, Asia because now cool house is in Hong Kong, Singapore. What? Coming coming elsewhere. Yeah. Doing really well. Blowing up out there. It's actually one of those mind blowing things as a founder. You look at like there's a Singapore, there's a Hong Kong cool house Instagram page. And you're just like, whoa. That's tight. I'm like, wow, that's like, it's a whole world of cool house in a totally, totally different country that I've not set foot in either yet. But they did like a boba, uh, hojicha tea, mm. a really really good uh, flavor that that really kind of took over. So I think there's some interest in you know playing with some of the ones that we launched in Asia. Yeah, so we were looking, of course, you know the ube. We've had that hollow. My name is, which is a play on the Filipino hollow hollow. So I'm hoping to see some of those flavors um, make their way to U.S. shelves, freezer shelves, freezer aisle.
0: Well, I know you've worked with some amazing recipe developers, some who I know. I would just like to put my hat in the ring one more time.
1: <laughs> this is all a job interview, actually.
0: This, that's what this was. I really admire Natasha, and I appreciate how thoughtful and smart, open, and honest she was talking to me today. I asked her where she gets the courage to do so many things and to start so many companies and to follow her heart. Because honestly, I also feel like I'm constantly looking for the courage to push myself into the unknown. You know, I think we all get so paralyzed by failure. By the, what happens, you know? Like, what happens if they don't like me? What happens if they don't buy it? What happens if they don't listen? What happens if they don't like, subscribe, and give five stars? By the way, please write me a review if you're listening to this. It really fucking matters. Um, (laughs) And it took me a long time to put this podcast together because I was scared nobody would listen. And I try not to look at the listens and the downloads because it fucks with me, you know? And I just, I really admire how Natasha just goes for it. You know? While I don't currently have a need for Lunch Bunch in my life, and hopefully though I will, and hopefully you might also come across Lunch Bunch, I will say this, Cool House is delicious. I highly recommend you go and get one of the ice cream sandwiches or the cones. People love the churro flavor, that's Rachel's favorite. She also likes the Midnight Munchies, which is like chocolate pretzels, peanut butter. I like Dirty Mint. Um, ten out of ten, recommend. And also, if you're looking for a fabulous Negroni, Origin Martini, Future Gin is awesome. We didn't talk too much about it. That's really Freya's baby, um, but it's an incredible brand. I love supporting women. They like, they walk the walk, they talk the talk. Um, these women are really doing doing the damn thing. So yeah.